Thank you, George, for inviting me. It's great to be back here. I don't know how many visits I've made, but none since pre-COVID, you know, none since COVID, that's right. <laughs> and in fact, this is my first time of being out at an in-person conference since 2020. I have been to a church for a week to help them sort out their um, uh, management survey of all their catering and coffee shop. Um, <laughs> but not actually to speak. I've done a lot on Zoom, and so being in person is rather fun. Uh, <laughs> a new experience, another experience for me. Just a word of explanation. If you see me sitting down or with my leg on a, footing, a fishing stool, I have a dicky hip, and um, it's most strange. I can drive for two hours here, get out of the car just like that. But if I'm sitting down like most of you are... <laughs> Um, you, it just goes totally stiff. Physio said, oh, I think it's age-related, but I'm not having that because all things in Christ, come on, my inner man is being renewed daily, and so I believe, and I bless my hip and to be good-working and to be fruitful because I haven't finished yet. So it is, it's great to be with you again. And Kevin, thank you so much. Um, that first song, Oh Lord My God, always brings me to tears. Um, when I was seven, um, my father was one of the businessmen who bought Billy Graham over in 1954. And Billy came to stay with us. And my father took me up one Saturday afternoon and sat me on the platform. And I can still see hundreds of people coming forward to give their lives to Jesus. So every time I sing that song, I know it's, it's like God sets it up for me. Um, I went over to a massive conference. I don't know why I'm telling you all this. But anyway, I went over to one of the massive conferences in Lakeland. And in the morning meeting, I was just lying on the floor. There was a young band who you would think would have all the current songs. And suddenly, I was just lying on the floor, flat on my face, worshipping God. They came, broke out in that song. And I thought, God, what have you got for me now? It's like, <laughs> and God just said to me, I am putting your father's anointing on you to hold big things together. So, yeah, that song is very fresh to me. Thank you. <coughs> So it's lovely to be here with you. I am going, I just want to bear witness because um, Joy said to me, uh, if you feel it's right, do say something. Joy and I were sharing our bereavement stories at breakfast. Uh, Peter passed away 11 years ago, as I said, yes, yeah. And so, and I said to her, do you know what? I am one blessed woman now. Uh, it was instant. We were sitting on the sofa deciding what we were going to do, because Peter was coming up to be 65, uh, what we were going to do with the rest of our lives, where we still going, we were directors of RTF for UK and Europe, where we still going to be doing that, where we're going to hand it on, where we're going to go on a world cruise, you know, this is what we were looking at. He went out to make a cup of tea, came and sat down, there was a groan and he has stepped into glory. So it was, I think bereavement is a challenge 
wherever, however it happens, you know. Um, <coughs> I think part of my bereavement journey was getting through shock, because I always thought I would go first. <laughs> and Peter had been chopping wood for the wood burner the day before, and nothing. But he had an enlarged heart when they, uh, the, whatever they do. So I just, I'm here to say, all the songs we've had this morning about trust in God. I was actually uh, a very confident driver. I went to a be being a place where I couldn't drive. Didn't even know how to get on coach to go <laughs> to see my brother in Portsmouth. And I'm, I mean, I'm laughing about it now, but it was very real. And <clears throat> But I'm here to say that Father Jesus and the Holy Spirit can be absolutely trusted I thought I was not going anywhere doing anything again. And by the end of 2012, I'd been to four countries and driven 20,000 miles. So, I, you know. Um, and somebody was asking me, it was two weeks ago, he's a counselor, and he said, tell me, how's bereavement been for you? And so I was just saying some bits and pieces. But I said... I was thinking the other day, and I said to him, do hear me right. I thought, I'm not sure how much I miss Peter now, because I've let Father Jesus and Holy Spirit fill that place. They are totally, totally amazing. They're wild. They're <laughs> Our relationship is one of venture together. Um, and so I said, I think I've let them fill that space. That doesn't mean, you know, the other night I did have a sort of flashback of remembering sitting up, waiting for him to come in from a meeting. And I thought, I've got to face this. He's not coming back. You've got to go to bed, you know. Um, and I did have a sort of flashback to that. And I thought, that's ridiculous. I've come through that. Um, but I'm here to say, if you have been bereaved, allow Father Jesus and the Holy Spirit to fill the gap. They love it. And uh, I can remember rolling over in bed about, it was a couple of nights after, and I suddenly thought, I'm all alone now. And I saw in the Spirit, Father Jesus and the Holy Spirit jump up from behind the wall, and they said, and where do you think we are? Well, what do you say to that? <laughs> So yes, I mean, I'm not saying it hasn't been a journey. I have felt suicidal at one point and uh, talked to my brother and he said, come on, we're going to pray. This is rubbish. Um, <coughs> so yeah, they are totally amazing. And so I'm delighted to be speaking on Equip for Fruitfulness today. Um, and I am taking my life's passage to speak on. Um, and so we're going to journey through it. I have to say that preparing this, I have never felt anything more extraordinary uh, because I asked Holy Spirit for the, the headings and then found that I could pull everything out of John 15. It was totally amazing. And, I'm think, and they got so excited. I can feel them inside me getting excited. And <laughs> they were getting so excited. And I thought, I hope you calm down before I go to bed on Thursday because <laughs> I want to sleep. Um, <coughs> So, yes, so our topic is equipped for fruitfulness. You know, George has already mentioned Genesis 1, 
Be fruitful and multiply. That's God's heart for each of us individually and for the entire global body of Christ. Be fruitful and multiply. And I just want to say, um, yeah, you were saying things have, have uh, changed. They jolly well have. Uh, you know, and we now need a digital mission to our communities. I'm talking with my church. I'm, I'm only a member of the church. I'm talking to them about that at the moment. And I had a text from my sister this week, um, and it said 84% of new believers are between 4 and 14. Come on. That is incredible, and that comes from the International Bible Society. So how have we got to change our thinking? How have we got to remould ourselves? I mean, a lot of us, um, you know, I've had to learn a heck of a lot, and I only know technically-wise, I only know what I need to know, um, and I keep getting stretched. <laughs> but we've got to be open to make it, Equipping four-year-olds to be fruitful. Isn't that exciting? It will need something different. And I go, um, I'm not on TikTok anymore. I did go on for a bit as Granny Kindness, and I did a, a rap. <laughs> so I, did, I was sitting in my rocking chair. I went to Canada to a church who um, have a kindness program for the school and a kindness program for the town and a kindness program for the church. And I thought, come on, I'm going to sit on a rocking chair and be granny kindness and make up raps and put them on TikTok. We've got to think differently. I mean, I don't do it anymore. <laughs> and when I mentioned that in a church meeting on Tuesday, they all looked at me, Caroline, what have you been doing? But we have to reinvent, our, we don't reinvent God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But we need to reinvent how we present him to the world and to these young people. I mean, look at, I don't know whether you caught up with the Asbury Revival uh, way back in February. I mean, great, amazing things. Young people hosting those meetings. It was truly remarkable. And it was young people uh, who were coming to Jesus as well. That was by way of introduction. <laughs> so... <coughs> As I began to think about this, I went and looked up in the, uh, the dictionary, because I use Weber's, because that apparently is very t close to scripture, um, <coughs> and looked up the word fruitful. I thought, I'm just interested to know what it says. So, um, you describe fruitfulness? Would you like to turn and speak to your neighbor or somebody behind you uh, and talk about how you, what, what is fruitfulness? How would you describe fruitfulness? If you had an alien come in and how would you describe to them fruitfulness? And so we're just going to have a few minutes for that and then we're going to share back and Joy's going to come and put it on the flip chart. So if you like to Turn to somebody behind you or next to you if you don't know them. 
Um, I was trying to separate husbands and wives, which might be a bit naughty. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. So how would you describe fruitfulness? Okay, can we have some feedback? And Joy's going to, she's being a good school teacher, so she can write well. She, she's going to write it up on the flip chart for us. So if you'd just like to shout out what you had. Yes, Rob? Taste and see that the Lord is good. I've just had a whole load of self-seeding of pansies. I had a bowl of pansies last year, and they died off. And, whatever. and suddenly, in about a couple of months ago, there were all these pansies growing on the lawn. And about a hundred of them, they've self-seeded. So, yes, be fruitful and multiply. And we come out through Father's loving, tender care, don't we? <coughs> Brilliant. Now you can stay there because the next one, the next thing we're going to look at is 
Um, how would you describe equipping? Equip for fruitfulness. How would you describe equipping? Right, any thoughts? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. journey yeah. that's part of equipping yeah it is yeah journey equips us, doesn't it? <laughs> My goodness, here we go. Here we go. Drawing close to God. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Because the first heading for this session is equipping through intimacy. Which a lot of people don't think about. Really. Um, <coughs> talking. I think the Holy Spirit's going to give you a toolkit. And um, getting you to get the how to get the right tools. And we're going to do some listening prayer. And uh, we, Holy Spirit's going to enable us and encourage us. And we're going to look at meditation and Bible study. So you all had a leaflet when we only came in, right? And um, so there's, what, there's a, something for every session. And the ear represents we're going to listen to the Holy Spirit. 
because he is the most successful equipper, I have to say, um, because he knows. And <coughs> God is always current. I love that. You know, notice it, Benny. Thank you. Yeah, your help. <laughs> God is always current in his timing and my life. And so the situation I am in, he knows about. My daughter and I have an expression when things are challenging. We look at each other and we say, Father knows. And <clears throat> so God is always current. He even knows about the M11 yesterday. And, um, oh yeah, I'll tell you another story because he knows. I was going down to Bristol to stay with my sister. I live up in Bury St. Edmunds in the east. And I know the way to Bristol. I know the M25 and I know the M4. And <coughs> coming around the M25, it said the junction of the M24 and, M20 and M25 and M4 was closed. And I was thinking, oh, I can't stop in the middle of the M25 <laughs> because I, I drive on my own. You know. And I thought, well, I could go via Windsor. I could do this, I could do that. And then Holy Spirit said to me, I love it because he's got a, his own GPS. He said, go up the um, M40 towards Oxford, come off at Beaconsfield Services, stop there where it's safe, look at your roadmap, and I'll tell you the way to go. Equipped. <laughs> oh, and this, is, this is the third session, actually. <laughs> And so I did that, and he showed me. He just said, well, your Maidenhead's just down there, and Maidenhead is on the M4. So, and would you believe it? You know when you get a diversion sign, they leave you. This one didn't. It went all the way along to the M4, and I drove the rest of the way rejoicing. Uh, I find that road very long. And <laughs> rejoicing that Holy Spirit has sorted my issue out, <laughs> which was wonderful. So he's current, he knows. So whatever you're doing at the moment, whatever challenge you're facing at the moment, he's current, he knows, and he has solutions. So <coughs> we're going to look at, the, over this weekend, equipped for it through intimacy. Equipped through the word. Spirit, and then tomorrow morning, equipped for what? <laughs> Just have a nice weekend together. No. I have a sense, and I think progressively, the Holy Spirit has been moving in Christchurch, and um, I have a sense that I was sitting there earlier in one, a bit of the worship, and I was sensing, it's time to move. Christchurch, it's time to move, not physically, the building. But it's time to move on to the next assignment that Father has for you. And some of us don't like moving. I'm considering moving at the moment, and I look at everything I've accumulated, and I'm thinking, I don't know that I want to move. It's too comfortable with everything around me and everything else. But it's time to move. So, Father, I want to say thank you that you do have a road map for Christchurch. I want to say thank you that you have a plan and a purpose. And I thank you for the fruitfulness of the next season. 
and I thank you that this weekend you are equipping the church to be fruitful and to move on and um, come out of that. So each of you have a little booklet and you'll see there's an ear. And at the end of each session, we're going to listen to the Holy Spirit because he wants to apply individually to all of you. So, in, in insert, in your leaflet, you have, and I thought it was a good idea, I'm sorry if you think I think you're hard of seeing, but I obviously had the font rather large. <laughs> so, John 15, and this is my life passage, so I'm delighted to be speaking on it. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Yeah, that's what he says. Without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so that you will be my disciples. Love, and then the next section actually is love and joy perfected. Verse 9. As the Father loved me, so I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken you, to you, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. That's a good life deal. I'll speak about that in a moment. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends, for all I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed that you should go and bear fruit. Um, and that your fruit shall, be remain, shall remain sustainable. Everything's about sustainability at the moment, isn't it? And so it's fruit that will last. Uh, and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. And we're going to constantly draw, while I've given it to you, we're constantly going to draw on this uh, these verses. And um, so this is the real deal. Abiding. Another word for abiding is dwelling. Fruitfulness. This all comes out in this um, chapter. Prayers answered. Father glorified, fullness of joy, and love. 
Is that a good deal to build your life on? I think it is, rather. Well, I think I'm a testament to it. And um, oh yes, world change, and we become world changers. That's Caroline's insertion there, because if we're fruitful, we're going to change our spheres of influence. It cannot but happen. I mean, if you go around joyful because you're abiding, your prayers are answered, Father's glorified, what a tremendous thing. I mean, you sit in the doctor's surgery and you laugh. You go in joyful. And <laughs> I'm having great fun at the moment. Um, going into, I seem to be hanging around doctor's surgeries and hospitals, which I have never done before. And so I go in smiling and saying, thank you for seeing me, before they can say anything, because I want them to receive the joy of the Lord as, I, as they see me. So, so we won't go there. So how do you develop a lifestyle of abiding? Jesus says, abide in me and I in you, and you will bear much fruit. So this is part of my journey, because people have said to me, Caroline, you talk about a lifestyle of abiding, but how do you get there? And I well, how do you do it? And I thought, I haven't a clue. <laughs> but then as, the, as I prepared this, Holy Spirit began to unpack it before me. Because our, uh, all our journeys in abiding are different. Because we tick differently. We're created in his image, full stop, all of us. But my, my abiding journey is one of ridiculous adventure with Father Jesus and the Holy Spirit. We love going on adventures together. My daughter, who's a textile artist, she has developed a, a, a abiding lifestyle, and she plays with buttons. I mean, <laughs> people say, Caroline, what? She plays with buttons? Yes, she plays with buttons. And... Um, she talks with father about the buttons and they, they talk together about her life. Which in, so it's different for all of us. And father knows who he has created us to be and how best to relate with us. And I'm so grateful for that because he makes me chuckle and laugh. So how do you develop a, a lifestyle abiding? So where are we positioned? These are some of the revelations that I came through. We are, Ephesians 2, 6 and 7, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Right now, we are, our bodies are firmly fixed in Swanley. You know, if I pinch George, he'll know it. You know, we're firmly positioned here. But in our spirit, which is our real person, our real man, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So what does that look like? I do a lot of business coaching. And I say to people, your business, you know, you are seated with Christ in heavenly places as you work. You're not sort of God's up there and I'm down here. And we'll, we'll look at that a bit more. So Colossians 2.27 
to them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's not standing at the church door, just welcoming us in. And how he multiplies himself among, I don't know, 30 of us here, I never know, but I'm not going to go there. Um, <coughs> so Colossians 3.3. 3. For you died, for your life is now hidden with Christ in God. This is truth. And truth that we need to get hold of to, for John 15 to come alive. Abide in me and I in you. And so this is the revelatory journey that I have been on. Um, and... <coughs> So, where are we positioned? Oh, I'm not doing very well here. Anyway, so <coughs> we are entwined. Now, apparently, I've spoken on this before here, so I haven't brought my practical illustration. Uh, we are entwined with Father Jesus and the Holy Spirit. I find John 17 difficult to quote because it's I, me, and me, and him, and the blah, 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 but it's truth. And we are entwined. If you'd like to put your hands like this. This is God. This is you. We are entwined together. And our lives are one. And, you know, you can remind yourself of this. You know, you're sitting on the tube or you're sitting watching television. Put your hands together and just remind yourself that I am entwined with Father Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And know all the names of God that John, um, George mentioned Ola, o, earlier. Um, you know, I am entwined with Jehovah Shalom. So why am I fretful and worried in this situation? I am entwined with Jehovah Jireh, the all-sufficient one. So why am I worried about my finance? And so this is a revelatory journey because it's truth, you know. Um, <clears throat> and I get so much fun thinking about it, you know. <clears throat> and for me, we do, when I say we, that's Father Jesus and the Holy Spirit, we do life together. We do emails together. They sit, Father sits on the passenger seat in my car. Jesus is behind me and Holy Spirit well, you never know what he's going to get up to, but he sits in the, in, in the other back seat. And <clears throat> we do life together. We write emails together. We do the ironing together. We drive together. We coach together. They never leave me or forsake me. And I've actually moved from welcoming the Holy Spirit to a meeting to honoring his presence. Because here, I walk in the door, so does Holy Spirit. <coughs> But relationship takes time, doesn't it? Any friendship takes time to develop. And we need to be giving time to building this abiding relationship because it will produce much fruit in us. I often looked out back to so March 2020 and I was thinking, crumbs, I've been locked in on my own. How am I going to survive for 14 weeks? And I felt the Holy Spirit said to me, let's spend the mornings together. 
I had an incredible time. And people said to me, how are you coping with lockdown? And I, didn't, and I said, well, actually, I've been thoroughly enjoying it because I had this quality time. I didn't go anywhere. I mean, there was stuff on Zoom. But I had time. And I people were saying, well, what are you taking out of lockdown? And I've said time with Father Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Relationships need time, don't they? And they love time with us. And they delight in it. And I had a friend who's thinking about blueprints at the moment. And she said to me this week, she said, Holy Spirit said to me, well, I'll show you if you give me time. <laughs> the most powerful equipping, whether we're a CEO, whether we're a parent, whether we're, you know, we are employed, whether we're a teacher, whether we're a minister, whether we're retired, the most fruitful thing we can do is quality time with Father Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Abiding relationship, dwelling together, being together, and listening together. I want to be careful not to run over to the last session. So this abiding lifestyle brings fruitfulness. Abide in me, and I in you, and you will bring bear much fruit. Now, I invite you to pick up your leaflets and <laughs> go to the ear. And we're just going to listen to the Holy Spirit. What does he want to say to you about this? Because I'm sure he's never quite, never, never short of something to say. Um, so <coughs> um, <coughs> just listen to what Holy Spirit has to say and write it by the ear. <laughs> so Holy Spirit, I want to say thank you that you never leave us or forsake us. You're right inside us. And I want to say thank you. And as we listen to you, I thank you that you will tailor what I have said to each individual. So we'll spend a few minutes on that. Because this is a group thing we're doing, um, you can always go back to this when you're at home. And you can continue listening. And you can continue writing on your sheets. What is the one thing you're taking away for this session that you want to work on? Now, it sounds like I am a coach. So <laughs> this is 
this is Caroline who's coaching this. What one thing are you going to take away that you're going to work on in the next season? One of the things Father Jesus and the Holy Spirit and I like to do is sit on benches together. And there's a particular bench at Ickworth Park, which is my local National Trust place. And I was telling my grandchildren about this bench. And I said, if I see anybody on it, I've got a Wi-Fi ejector thing, as though they shoot out of it. <laughs> but yesterday, I went to one of my favorite cafes, and I discovered they'd got a bench. So I texted my daughter, and I said, this is dangerous. <laughs> but we love sitting on benches together and talking. And also, I've moved into weaving, spinning, and botanical dyeing. And they said to me, every stitch, every um, weave you make, um, uh, we are writing our love on your heart. So I'm, I'm avid about this. <laughs> I want their love more and more on my heart. So I just bless you in your abiding relationship with Father, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. Ask him, quest ask him questions. How do we do this together? You've created me. How do we do this together? You know, what things, I'm going to say to God, what things do you like doing? They will match who you are. So I just bless you. We're going to take a break. Have I gone over? About five minutes, I think. Thank you very much. Thank you, Caroline. Um, we'll enter a session of prayer, drawing from all that we have heard. Equipped for intimacy. How intimate is your relationship with God at this time? Someone who is intimate with you is someone that you can share things that you couldn't share with anyone else. Someone that you can be honest with. Someone that you trust. not just saying it on a general term, but when it comes to God, it's real. 
how much is our relationship, how firm, how rooted. So we're being trained into all of this. And there is that question about what our takeaway is from this first session. So much was written down here about what equipping is all about. You know, what do you describe it? Two kids. Do for those who do sewing and knitting, they have a toolkit for it. What toolkit do you have from God to accomplish what He has called you to do? You know, are they the right ones or the wrong ones? So let's in a moment just reflect silently on everything that we have heard in this first session. God said to you as an individual what is that taking away what is it that the Lord was impressing on your heart I know he was impressing something what is it that the Lord about you not just you sitting there and thinking of someone else about you this is not about us as individuals. What is he saying to me? What has he said to me in this first session? Can you now begin to speak back to him then? Tell him about it. If you're already on what he's telling you, then thank him that he's discovered that you're already on it. If it's something he has been telling you about for a long time and you haven't done anything about I think it's time for you to be honest with him and say you're sorry that Dick is reminding you of that he has said to you in the past that you haven't done anything about. Confess to him and tell him you're sorry, but you're now ready. And when you say you're now ready, mean it. Don't just say it because you want to say it. No one is hearing you. You are the one talking to God. Mean it from your heart. Say, God, I'm ready to go. I'm glad Caroline talked about it's time to move as a church. And I think that's what the Lord has been saying to us. Let's not just be satisfied with what we think we have achieved or what we are, but actually looking beyond that. As an individual, Lord, what are you saying to me? Help me to grasp. Lord, help me to make sense of it in practical terms. So just be praying to God. Say, Lord, help me to grasp. From today, Lord, I want to be a change maker. They saw that phrase, world changer. 
change maker. I want to be Lord Almighty, part of that. I don't just want to sit and be observing. Lord, I want to be part of that change-making team of Christ Church. And when we talk about fruitfulness, what is it like from God's perspective? Not just what we are wanting to do. God revealed to Christ Church what it means. You're telling us about being fruitful and multiplying and increasing. Lord, help us to grasp what it really means in your heart. God's heartbeat for fruitfulness. What is that like? Father, Lord, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for this session. And Lord, as we prepare to take a short break, we pray, loving God, that you will continue to speak to us even within this time of breaking and resting and reflecting. Lord, we pray that you will help us to build a life of intimacy with you. We pray that, Lord, worshipping you, serving you, will not just be an act, but, Lord, it will be a genuine lifestyle. That, Father, Lord Almighty, we will always, always be connected with you. Whether we are alone, whether we are with people, in a crowded bus station or in the marketplace. Lord, help us to always be sensitive to listen to you. Lord, help us to always have that life of intimacy with you. That we will be equipped to serve. Lord, that serving will not be done grudgingly, a service will be done, Lord, cheerfully because you say you love a cheerful giver. And so, God, thank you for hearing our prayer and all the prayers we've prayed so far. And, Lord, we commit the rest of the session into your hands. And thank you for Caroline because, Lord, you'll continue to speak through her. May your name be exalted, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.